What's up, you beauties? Welcome to High and Wide Radio, episode 33, season 5. My name is Jim Michaelone, and I'm joined by the one and only Jack Smith and boy wonder Travis Ballinghoff. If you're not listening live, please make sure to subscribe, follow, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And if you are watching live, be sure to say hello in the comments. And if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, be sure to do so. If you want to check out our site and maybe buy some merch while you listen to our show, you can head on over to hwhockey.net or find all of our social media links in one place over at hoo.be forward slash hwhockey. All right, Trav Jack will be joined by Colin Newby in uh, about a half an hour here. Talk some flyers. Uh, Colin's a good friend of the show. We're big fans of Colin Newby and what he does over at the Hockey Writers. Yeah. Um, you know, not it's been somewhat of a slow week for the Flyers. Obviously, last week we touched on uh, they were selected to play in another outdoor game against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, we have a date. Trav, do you, do you remember the date? Saturday, February 17th. Yep. And uh, we'll be there. I already got to No, we didn't get tickets yet, but we will. <laughs> uh, time yet to be determined, but it has been determined that the game will be at night. So uh, it'll be a Saturday night up in uh, the, the swamps of North Jersey. Um, <laughs> where where exactly is MetLife Stadium? Do you guys know? I've been there. I've drove past it a couple of times, never went inside. I went to an Eminem concert there in like <laughs> 2015. Or... That's not. It's not in East Rutherford, is it? I don't remember. All right. Well, that sounds right from playing Madden, but I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that, you know, that's one thing. That's cool. The other thing, Flyers related, they made some changes in the hockey operations department. Um, while I pull this up, do you guys have the names off the top of your head? Going to throw us under the bus like that? Yeah, geez. <laughs> I guess it is my job to have that prepared now, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, so the Flyers did make some changes. The, I think, most notable name let go was Mr. Shell Samuelson, former Flyer. He's been with the organization forever. Uh, his daughter, Allie, also works with the organization uh, as part of the PR staff. Um, they've promoted a couple guys, Riley Armstrong being one, uh, Alan McCauley the other who has been talked about as Briere's sort of right-hand man. Uh, I wonder. I want to know if you guys have any thoughts on some of the moves here, if you're kind of indifferent, or it's more so just, all right, good, turnover. This was the department that sort of needed some turnover. Uh, Jack, what are your thoughts? I mean, the, this department needed some turnover. I mean, that is for sure. I'm, I'm not saying that nothing came out of player development and whatnot, but – the organization as a whole from from top to bottom needs changes. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from. We need changes. It's been a colossal failure for too long. I also like that Briere has just stepped in and been like, I want my guys there. Whatever was here before doesn't work. I'm going to put you here, you here. This is how we're going to do it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it my way, guys. I like that. <laughs> you're going to, you're really going to like, you're not going to just status quo it. Like we're changing things up. We're going to go, we need, to do things clearly dead. So yeah, I was happy to see it. It was coming. Oh my God. <laughs> you were skipping around. I wasn't sure if you were done. So I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hop in a little bit. I was glad to see turnover. 
I don't really know too many of these guys and what they like specifically do, but we we had a top three to five consensus prospect pool in the league for a handful of years in a row, and we didn't get a ton out of it besides Konechny and like two good years of Ivan Provorov. Like I, I actually think the Flyers drafted well for a while, and then they just didn't develop the players properly. That's what I think about the situation. Um, so I was glad to see changes there. Um, I've think- never met Riley Armstrong, but he's a really good uh, men's league player. He played on Danny Briere's team. Uh, I saw him in a tournament last summer. Very skilled. Um, Here yeah. comes the new narrative. Oh, he's hiring all of his friends. There's always a connection. <laughs> God right, forbid I, he played in a men's league. How's he qualified to play for to coach the Flyers? Here we go. All you right. should start that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as everyone else goes, I don't really know specifically too much about everybody. Adam McCauley, we've heard his name a lot about the last 12 months or so. But all in all, glad to see some change. I think it was needed. Yeah. And uh I would agree. Without without knowing the intricacies of what some of these guys do on a day-to-day basis, just from the entire body of work uh, throughout the last decade or so. Um, I think, you know, it was time for some changes to be made. And uh, I did leave somebody out here. So Nick Schultz was also promoted to the assistant director of player development. Um, Alan McCauley will be the assistant GM, Riley Armstrong uh, to director of player development. So there you go. Um, let's see. Good, you good know, for Nick Schultz. He's a good dude. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, good. It's it's good to have you know some of these younger guys in there because you know people love the younger guys. So <laughs> <laughs> right, like God forbid, like you played in the NHL before and you're old, right? You don't know anything. Um, <laughs> but I digress. Um, so yeah, some changes there. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Um, Stanley Cup, uh, one nothing Vegas. You guys watch the game? Great game, very entertaining. Jack, I feel like you said horrible and froze. All I said was two words horrible ending. Horrible, what ending? Oh, as as in Vegas, one. How could it be? Right, right, right. Three games away from being the fastest expansion team to win a cup. Um, yeah, I watched the, pretty much the whole game. Uh, Florida got on the board first, didn't they? I think they took a one nothing lead and Eric. Oh yeah. Eric Stahl shorthanded. Yep. How about that? Turning back the clock a little bit. Sometimes I forget that he plays for the Panthers. Um, but it was cool to see that. I wanted the Flyers to snag him a bunch of years back when they were still somewhat good, but, uh, I always compared Nolan Patrick to like, I, I thought he was going to be like what Eric Stahl was in his prime. That was my comparable. Didn't happen. <laughs> well, he, he's three games away from having the same <laughs> amount of cups as Eric Stahl. <laughs> Not wrong. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Um, yeah. Who would have ever thought that? But I, I'm looking forward to this, this entire series. It's a, sh- it's almost a shame that we're recording. I would rather be talking to you guys obviously than watching the Stanley Cup but um I'm looking forward to the series. I know it's two out of market teams with Florida and Vegas, but I'm not going to lie. It, it kind of makes me want to watch it a little bit more than than I used to. Like 
when the when the Pittsburgh Penguins were in the Stanley Cup back to back, I didn't watch the Stanley Cup. I didn't I didn't care to watch it. I didn't not going to watch Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup. It didn't matter who they played. When the Lightning were in the Cup, I would watch here and there. You know, yeah, you knew the Lightning were good, but um, who who did they win in the the cups against the Stars? Like I I, I never watched the Stars, and who did they win uh, the second one against? Was it Montreal? Uh, Montreal, yep. yeah. Like, come on, like that was like David Goliath, right? Montreal had a hell of a run, but that was far from an entertaining Stanley Cup. The the cup that Colorado won over Tampa Bay was probably one of the most exciting Stanley Cups that I've seen in a long time. This one is just grabbing me because it's Florida Vegas. Florida's got a really fun team. It's a team loaded with shit talkers and skill, right? And then you have Vegas is just the ultimate uh, pro team. Like they got a bunch of... Uh, bunch of tree trunks on defense. Everybody's 6'2 or taller, 200, 215 pounds or more. Um, and game one was just a, a great game. I think Florida started out strong, and Vegas kind of took it to them in periods two and three. They weren't really getting sucked into the, any of the after-the-whistle stuff. Uh, and we'll see how it goes tonight. Uh, Trav, you were able to watch uh, game one? Yeah, I mean – Kind of to touch on where you finished off, that fourth goal by Vegas, the Mark Stone goal, where he intercepts that puck, that's like typical Mark Stone. <laughs> you know, like the great defensive wizard intercepting a uh, intercepting a puck and sniping one glove side. Yeah, you I mean, know who turned really that fun. one over too? Matty Kachuk turned that oh, one over yeah. uncharacteristically. But uh, like, what was he doing there? Mark Stone was sitting there waiting for it. I, I bet yeah. you he was just as surprised as everybody else. Maybe, you know, confidence got a little too high for Matthew Kachuk. He's, he's mm. kind of like the face of the league right now and thinks he can't make any, any mistakes. He's untouchable. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't make that play very often. Good play by Stone. Um, both goalies were on. Like, I thought that game was going to go to overtime for sure. Bobrovsky looked great. Aiden Hill looked great. How many goalies have they had all season? Like, what he's oh doing God. is fantastic. Speaking of Aiden Hill – Save of the, I mean, legitimately save of the year on our uh, buddy Nick Cousins. Yeah. Uh, so outstanding. Uh, Jack, you were you able to watch any of that game? I saw some of it. I followed along on my phone mostly. Um, speaking of saves, Aiden Hills had some serious saves this entire se- uh, playoffs. Was not surprised. Well, it's always surprising, but it's to see his name again. I'm just like, he's really going to ruin things for me. I had Florida in four. Now we're five. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's right. Jack did pick the sweep purely out of hate for Vegas. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm not giving <laughs> up. I'm not worried. I'm more worried about my internet connection than I am. <laughs> well, we got a pretty good run of uh, about 30 seconds right now. So we're good. Um, all right. So let's uh, touch on some conversation from around the league real quick. The Penguins made a move. They hired former Maple Leafs general manager. Kyle Dubas to a seven-year deal. When you guys hear that the Penguins have hired Kyle Dubas, what kind of thoughts and emotions do you have and feel? Jack, what does that do for you? It annoys me. I, f- I loved it when they hired Hextall. I was like, wow, they really <laughs> like lost their way. This is them like finding their way again a little bit. Yeah, I still think there's potential for things to go. Also, he was not a... Brought on GM, yep. so I'm curious. With you know, I'm sure he can still make the moves and all. I'm just curious how that's going to go. But yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, he's a smart guy. He's 
definitely taking a peg down or two with how things turned out in Toronto. But um, I know there's a lot of people in Flyerland who would have loved to him somehow made his way here. So uh, curious how that works out. I'm a, I feel like at the end, a good move. You have similar thoughts and feelings, Trev? Um, kind of. I I didn't think he was a very good general manager with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You look at the trades he made. You look at some of the signings. Obviously, no GM is going to ever bat a thousand, but like I think he was maybe under the Mendoza line. I I really wasn't impressed. But that being said, you hear about like different things behind the scenes, and I could see this kind of be like a Dave Haxtell situation in the sense of Haxtell was not a good coach here. Um, kind of took a step back, looked himself in the mirror, maybe learned from some past mistakes. And then I don't know how much credit he deserves in Seattle, but he definitely deserves some. I I could see a similar situation happening with Dubis where just take a step back, even though he really didn't take a step back. He said he was going to, if he didn't stay in Toronto, kind of lied. Big uh, lie. <laughs> that's a, that, yeah, that's a different conversation. I got that seven year deal saying shit like that. Yep. But you know what? He may, maybe he just kind of looks himself in the mirror, thinks what he did wrong, what he can do differently, and maybe he can become a good GM. I that really wouldn't shock me at all if that is what happens. There's a part of me that well, I really have no idea. I'm just speculating. When I think of a team like Toronto and how popular they are and how their fan base is, I just can't help but think there's Shanahan or somebody else may have had a hand in things and how, I do how some of his deals went down. I really hard to believe that it's just this this massive team and asset is just Dubas's to run. So I feel like in Pittsburgh, he, he could really have his hands on the wheel, especially what we heard Hextall got away with some of the crap he was saying. So if a guy who actually knows what he's doing in art and somewhat new age, I can see him turning things around. It's just a weird time for him to take over the team with Crosby being and Malkin being so old. But still, at the end of the day, seven years, they're, they're committed. Um, I feel like it will wind up being a good move. That's true. And a seven-year deal kind of shows, you know, what their plan is, right? Because let's face it, the next two or three, uh, the team almost is what it is. You know, he's going to be kind of – well, it's not – I don't even know if it's going to be him so much building, but, you know, the Penguins still have Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Like, those guys aren't going through a rebuild. So the next probably, I would say, I don't know, Crosby's 35, right, 35-ish. If he's around for three more years, they're going to be going for it for three more years. After the three years are up, Dubas has got four years left. I don't know. We'll see how fast they can turn things around. I would assume one, they're going to be drafting. One okay, thing draft. I kind of find interesting about this whole situation is Fenway Sports owns the Penguins now. Yeah. They also own the Boston Red Sox and uh, Liverpool, I believe, the soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um Jeff Merrick has mentioned multiple times now where I think he might be, you know, hinting at something that he wonders if um, he goes and works for the Boston Red Sox. And Dubas has this uh, conception about him that he's not a hockey guy and he's just a math guy and he's a nerd. Well, I feel like if you go and work for a baseball team, 
you leave hockey and go work for a baseball team, there's some serious merit to that. Huh. That's interesting. I never really put that together, but I have heard, I've had I had heard him say that some like similar things multiple times, and I'm like, so what if they're if he's working for the same the same group? Yeah, they own multiple teams. But what are you getting at here? It, do you think that's what he's getting at, or is he kind of hinted at like that I, could I, actually be a thing? Yeah, I think Merrick knows something because he he continues to mention it over and over, but he. He won't like elaborate on it. He just kind of like drops a little sprinkle here. And then two days later, he does it again. It's like something's going on here, but I'd like to Hmm. know more. But yeah, I mean, if that would just kind of go into the conception about him, that he's not actually a a hockey guy. He's just a math guy that knows numbers and he can switch from sport to sport. I think if you're a general manager of a team that uh, you need to be able to evaluate talent too. No, that's interesting. I'll be interested to see how that unfolds. If that if that really is does end up being the case there, um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I would like it not to work out for Pitt. So, yep. in a way, I, I let my uh, my emotions kind of get in the way a little bit. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll- you just hired Kyle Dubis. Didn't do Dick in in Toronto. They they won the same amount of playoff series as the Flyers did while Chuck Fletcher was here. Um, <laughs> You know, this is the guy that traded two first-round picks for Nick Foligno. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. You signed him for seven years. On the other hand, you know, you guys made good points. Um, maybe his second team will he'll learn and yada, yada. I, personally, I don't think he took enough time off. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I watched, you know, if you watched his press conference, unless he's a really good actor, that guy looks, he looked burnt done, out. Exhausted, like mentally yeah. done, yeah. And you know, being in a market like Toronto and having that kind of pressure, I think would do that to you. But he brought up his family during the during the interview, and how you know he's got to figure some things out with them. And uh, it sounded like this is a guy that's stressed out to the max, probably an asshole, or he's just not around the family at all. You know, or if he is around the family, he's working kind of thing. Uh, I was surprised to see him sign on with Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe the president of hockey ops is a little bit less hands-on uh i don't know but uh he definitely definitely lied but hey if the money's right you know and the contract is out there congratulations pay you hired a liar um i hope he fails no i mean yeah i, I really do hope he sucks but but yeah you guys made a good points on i on made Dubas. i made a a meme i think you saw it about him lying and i put a little mari meme in there yeah yeah not, I did not see 50, that. on uh, tiktok blew up. get out good for you um, should have and I'll, I'll add this uh played a little pickup hockey last night and played with two penguins fans yeah. talked to them about it the one penguins fan had no idea who kyle dubas was typical Shocker. And the other one is 100% on board for the simple fact that he can't be worse than Hextall. And <laughs> both of the Penguins fans think Carter Hart sucks. Of course they do. That's what we were saying when we when we uh, got rid of Hextall. Well, it can't get much worse, can it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, and oh, and don't really watch. Gotcha. Uh, yes. And the one Penguins fan that thinks uh, – or the one Penguins fan who doesn't know who Kyle Dubas is – um, said Provorov was our best player this past season. Wow. <laughs> okay. Very interesting case. <laughs> Good check. This that's, that's Penguins fan. <laughs> I just love to hearing stories from people who say they're fans of teams and don't actually pay attention. <laughs> Fun. 
All right. Uh, so let's transition here to another team in the Metro. The Columbus Blue Jackets are set to hire former Toronto Maple Leafs head coach, still employed by the Maple Leafs. I think I saw or heard till July 1st when uh, this move will become official. Mike Babcock will be the <laughs> new head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Trav, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm very surprised to be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to ever get a chance to coach again. Dang, my stream went out. I was trying to get the stream of the game on. Um, yeah, I was surprised that he got another chance. And I mean, I'm seeing a lot of jokes about there, like, uh, poor Johnny Gaudreau. Well, Johnny Gaudreau is not poor. He's got a lot of money to his name. He'll be quite okay. Um, <laughs> But from a hockey perspective, I mean, we kind of saw the dynamic between Line A and Torts in Columbus. I can't see it going too well over there with Babcock and Line A. And then we've heard for months now that Columbus is kind of like the hot spot for the Kevin Hayes rumors. I can't really see that working out either. And it sounded like maybe they had a deal in the works there, Flyers in Columbus, and they were just kind of wait till the draft to do it. They didn't want to do it at the deadline. Well, Chuck Fletcher, the guy who presumably made that deal, or lack thereof, whatever you want to call it, well, he's not here anymore. So Danny Breer could just be like, eh, well, I could call up Boston, and I could call up Dallas or some other team, and I could get something different. So it, it is very interesting now. Now, Kevin Hayes um, – I, I should have looked this up ahead of time. I forget the no-move status on the contract currently. Is it up now? Like, does he have any more say in that? If he oh. doesn't, I mean, they could just send him to Babcock Island and he can't do anything about it. I'll search that I up. For some reason, I think he does. For some reason, I think he does have say. But, um, yeah, on Babcock, I brought him up last week. I didn't. I really didn't think, like Travis said, he's surprised. I was surprised. Columbus is not a team I thought he was going to sign with. It just felt like his name was up there with Laviolette because they were trying to get serious. But Babcock's been out for so long, and his run with Toronto was pretty shitty that I, I was really surprised that he got signed this quickly with a team like Columbus, who has a GM like Kekalainen. That, that was probably one of the most surprising <laughs> coaching hires. So that was impressive. I, I did not see that one coming. He, I'll jump in real quick. He has a 12-team no trade, so he does have some say. And also, uh, I don't know if anyone's checking up on the Phillies, but I'm I watching. Saw, his, I'm watching history right now, and yeah, I'll leave it at I, that. You look. You said something, so I pulled it up, and there's it says like something sometimes, and it was blue. I've never seen it blue. And I read it says no no hitter. Like, oh my god! Well, he jinxed it. There we go. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> We're not watching the game. You can't say it when you're watching the game. It's all I, I, I get it on. I'm watching. <laughs> I was going to say it anyway, just to jinx it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now when he doesn't perform the inevitable. What inning is it? Uh, bottom six. He just he just got through the sixth. Wasn't the wasn't it last week the uh, the Andre Scalaraga anniversary of the 28 out perfect game? Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, Remember Andres Galarraga for was it Andres? Well, who was the one that played for the the he pitched for the Detroit Tigers? Remember when the the ump called him oh, safe for the oh, final man. out of the game and he was way out? Yeah, that wasn't his name, was it? 
I don't. He had a weird name like that. I don't remember something Galarraga. I think Andres Galarraga was that was monster for the like Rockies yeah. back in the day. He called, him, he called him safe when he was clearly out and it blew. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. I mean, it sucked, but it's funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. So yeah, Columbus hires Babcock. Uh, I was wondering, like, what Hayes would do. Like, does he put Columbus on the list now? Because he didn't seem like he liked playing for for Tortorella. Uh, I would say Babcock and Torts are in the same sort of category when it comes to style of coaching. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I mean, what do you want more? Do you want to play with Goudreau or do you not want to play for Babcock? And obviously this is all speculation because we don't know if Hayes has a problem with Babcock or not. Um, but interesting stuff. Yeah. Do the Flyers pivot to another team? I think there was an article out uh, earlier I think Mark Ramos, actually. I had to call him by his full name. I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> Marky Mark. Marky Mark shared a link from earlier today, if I could just look it up in our Slack. Was it Frank? A little Frank yeah. Uh, the Stars, Wild, Red Wings, and Blue Jackets have kicked the tires on Kevin Hayes. And, you know, I didn't really – consider the red wings uh the stars i could see you know they're they're boring they're big body <laughs> playing they're just so boring to watch um wild i didn't really see that they they are going to have some cap space to bring in a guy or two and obviously the blue jacket so danny you know. danny should get creative and like take on tyler sagan's contract and maybe they give <laughs> us a bunch of draft picks a lot and we give them kevin hayes in the process all right, whatever. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I, I actually like Tyler Sagan, so I don't care. So do I. But um, I I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but you got to think that if Bergeron and or Krejci retires, Boston's right up in there. I've been saying yeah. that all season. All season long. I'm like, why wouldn't – it makes too much sense for Hayes to go home. He's back up there with, with family. Um, I think his – I think his brother's family lives up there still. I mean, let's not forget, we're only about just a year over removed from when his brother passed away. We're coming up on a – it's been over a year, right? It was yeah. last summer when it happened. So, right. you know, it makes too much sense. Boston's going to need center depth down the middle. Bergeron likely retiring. Krejci, I would assume, is done. Uh, there's spots there for Hayes. And even if the Flyers retain, like $2 million, you you're getting Kevin Hayes for – Five million player second line and and you know makes sense. So I finally found a stream again. There you go. Zero zero five minutes in. There you go. Um, one more thing I wanted to bring up. So John Gibson, Jack. I think this is relevant to you because I believe he is on your fantasy team. Oh, it uh, is. Once again, requested uh, to be traded from the Anaheim Ducks. Said he no longer. Uh, feels like he wants to play for them. And so he asked the team to seek a trade for him. Um, any teams come to mind right off the bat that could potentially be in on John Gibson, Jack? You mean besides Toronto? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know how they pull off now. Uh, maybe they do. Who knows? I heard Pittsburgh for some reason. I, I uh, had a f- I worked with a guy who's a Pittsburgh fan, but he's pretty tuned in. I'll give him some credit. He, he knows his stuff. And um, through his channels, he heard there was a chance that they could be interested if they're going to keep pushing with Crosby and whatnot because he said how bad the Smith and, Ke- and Jerry were. He said, we cannot rely on them. and it's just, We just need a new answer there. Uh, I, I haven't heard anything outside of that. So off the top of my head, what team can't use a goalie, really? 
That's true, and that would be interesting. He's a, he's a Pittsburgh guy, right, Gibson? Uh, Jari's contract is up right now. This is last year of his contract. He's 28 years old. The only other goalie they have under contract is Casey DeSmith, who's signed this year for $1.8 million. So I would imagine if I'm going to put money on where John Gibson ends up, I would put it all on Pittsburgh, Jack. I think that's a very good uh, guesstimation right there. Very good because that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that 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 was there one more thing. I'll, no. I'll hop in. Yeah, I think, ahead, I think this is going to be like an insane offseason for goaltending. There's a lot of teams out there that want to make a move for a goalie. Um, you look at the Kings and you look at the Jets and Hellebuck. We just mentioned Pitt. We just mentioned Toronto. Um, yeah, the Gibson thing's interesting. I look at Demko. We've heard rumors about Carter Hart. You'd imagine that uh, the Oilers are going to try to get out of that Jack Campbell deal. So I think there's going to be a lot of movement out there. And Jari's contract's up, so it's going to be fun. Sorry, apparently I did not send the link. I sent Colin, hey, I'm going to send you the link, and just never sent the link. <laughs> so here we go. Let me apologize. Sorry, buddy. Here's the link. All right. <laughs> Colin will be joining us in just a couple minutes whenever he receives the link. Is anybody else getting that feedback there? Yeah, it's really bad. I think it's right. Jack because I muted him <laughs> and it went away. Um, <laughs> can I unmute? What did I do? Yes. Um, yeah, there's like some feedback coming in. Still? Yeah. Yeah. I think we got to compliment James on the new background. I see Claude Giroux over his right shoulder. Oh, yeah, I know he's that? a big, big Claude Giroux fan he is. And big Van Riemsdyk fan, apparently. <laughs> so all these I got, uh, I got these about, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago uh, when I had money to spend on this sort of thing. Uh, I have uh, Ian, Le I think that's Ian LePerriere up there, all autographed, by the way. Uh, Lappy up there uh, in the corner, and you got Van Riemsdyk across from me. That was his first ever NHL goal against the Florida Panthers signed. Wow. Uh, and then you got G over there. And at the bottom right, you got Rick Tockett signed. And over here is Bernie Perrant from the outdoor game. Remember when they did the, uh, what was it, the alumni? And he made he came out and made one save and skated off. Hmm. Yeah, that was Bernie. That was Bernie. And uh, autographed, so you pretty cool. You feeling the burn? Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, our guest is here, boys. So let's bring him in. What's up, Carl? Hey guys, how you doing? Ladies right. and gentlemen, Colin Newby of the Hockey Writers and ninety-seven-five has joined the show. Carl, how's your summer or how's your off-season been, man? Always mute. Oh, you're mute, Carl. There we go. You're good. It's all right. <laughs> So you're off season. How's it? Uh, you're a busy guy this year so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ever since the flyer season ended, I haven't had many days off from work anyway. So off season is a term that I take lightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was seeing you were down the shore. What was it last weekend? Memorial Day weekend, and then uh, just put out a pretty big article uh, the other day. You want to repeat that out so people go check it out real quick. Absolutely. We had uh, Keith Jones in studio at 97.5 The Fanatic uh, on with Anthony Gargano. 
and I typed up mostly quotes that uh, Keith Jones had on the air with the Fanatic, but it's seven takeaways. So basically what it is is a long quote and then an explanation of what it means in the context of the rebuild and just what's happening with the front office restructuring. Yeah, it's a very good article. Make sure you guys go check it out. Uh, so, let, Kyle, let me ask you now. Uh, haven't talked to you in, a, I think, a couple months. We haven't had a good conversation. Lots going on with the Flyers. Obviously, Briere is the uh, new general manager. We all saw that coming. What we didn't see coming was Keith Jones being named the new president of Hockey Ops. Uh, what are your thoughts and opinions on the two uh, new changes? Well, I like the sense of a new optimism, uh, a new era, and I think uh, you could throw Dan Hilferty in there as well, take it over for Dave Scott. I think really highly of Dan Hilferty even before his time with the Flyers, just as a local businessman. He's a really good reputation in this area. Uh, and then to hire Jones and Briere, they're two guys that I think pretty highly of as players and then Briere in his first steps in the front office and Jones, of course, on TV for so long. Um, I do have my concerns. I am in a little bit of that camp, at least, that's worried about the former flyer thing. Hmm. Um, I see both sides of the fence, but I can't get over the fact that an organization that's been struggling for so long didn't really go outside its own building to make two major hires. And I kind of wish that they had done that uh, with the president position. If they were going to promote Danny Briere, which seemed like kind of a given um, just with the way he was rising through the organization, I would have liked them to go outside and get a president with a lot more experience that Briere could kind of learn under. Um, and it's nothing against Keith Jones. As I said, I have a lot of respect for him. But I didn't love the fit there, even though I do uh, like Keith Jones, the person. Okay. And, well, so you're a pretty logical guy. So I don't want to, I didn't want to phrase the question like I was thinking. So there are a lot of people out there who, you know, if, if there's anybody associated with the Flyers in any way, they're like, oh, no, no, we, you know, you can't hire this guy. I don't get the sense that you're necessarily in that camp, but can you explain a little bit more like, um, you know, so, so what kind of candidates did you have in your mind that who you maybe would have preferred uh, for them to at least interview or potentially bring in? The big one at the time I was thinking of was Brad tree living uh, right after he left Calgary. Um, he was rumored from a couple of sources off the top of my head. I think it was Anthony DeMarco of the fourth period had tree living uh, kind of in the mix for the Flyers position. That's the one I wanted. Um, and I think they could have drawn from a big pool. It seemed like there was a lot of interest, all the talk about the Flyers history, the Flyers brand, uh, how much weight that carries. I got the sense that there was a lot of interested candidates in the high profile guys like Tree Living that they possibly could have tracked down there. And Trey Living was just hired by Toronto, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been a good name. I saw a couple people on Twitter mention Trey Living while the Flyers were still looking for uh, their president of hockey ops. But, yeah, certainly the Flyers, they went with the personality, you know, and I think we've all come in contact with 
Keith Jones in some way or another. I mean, you're not going to meet another, uh, a more nicer guy, you know, more down to earth. Um, you know, he knows everybody, even if he doesn't know you, he makes it look like he does. He just makes you feel welcomed. Um, so it was, you know, interesting hire to say the least. Uh, you, you know, you can be happy for the man while also still question, hey, was he the right guy for the position? So uh, interesting stuff there. Um, Kyle, I wanted to ask you, so one of the things I wanted to kind of discuss a little bit tonight, because we had some interesting conversations throughout the season this year, and one of the points that you made that I actually, I really liked it. I didn't necessarily dis- uh, I didn't necessarily agree, but I really liked your perspective on this topic. And we talked about the Flyers' culture a lot uh, throughout the course of the season. And you know, you, you had made a point where I was like, oh, you know what, <laughs> Colin's actually right there. So this season was all uh, supposed to be all about culture change. Tortorella is coming in; he's going to change the culture. That's all we heard: culture, culture, culture. And you had made a point. Well. You know, all we hear about is culture change, but Flyers only finished uh, two spots better than they did last year in the standings, right? So uh, I think uh, we had a conversation where you were like, you know, what what's really changed? Like what? Like you can't really see culture. Like you can change culture. You can change culture with high end skill. Was I think the point that you made? Right? There are multiple ways ways to change culture. So. Uh, if you can recall these conversations, I, I do want to kind of hear your a little bit more about your perspective uh, on the show. Yeah, sure. I remember it. I think it was a game late in the season when mm-hmm. things were kind of winding down. Uh, but you you just said it. All we heard was culture, culture, culture. That's how I felt. And it's such a subjective word that gets thrown around. I mean, I do think they took steps under John Tortorella. Uh, certain things improved but I just don't know if it's something to hang your hat on. Mm. Um, And I think with the way it was emphasized so much, they were a little too proud of that when the objective results were what you just said, the fifth worst team to the seventh worst team, or was the worst. Um, But regardless, you get the point. You're at, at the bottom and only made a very insignificant increase. I like what John Tortorella's done. I think the defensive structure, especially last year, was much better. Um, They were just kind of running all over the place with Mike Yo and playing out the string there. Last year wasn't really like that, but I did hear Keith Jones say something that was kind of concerning to me last week, and it kind of underlies what you're talking about, Jim. He said that, the season with Mike Yo, where Elaine Bino got fired and Yo took over for the remainder of the season, the team would get down three to nothing and then they would never come back. They would keep letting it get worse and then they get blown out. And Jones really should have chose his words more carefully here. He said, last year we would get down three to nothing, but we would come back. We would make it three to two and you would lose in overtime. Well, that doesn't do anything for me. They they still lost. I While I know what he meant, you're working hard, you're pushing the envelope against teams that are more talented. He said we lost by a lot last year, and we only lost by a little this year. So I, I just want them to aim so much higher than they're aiming because I think the gap between them and the teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs is just too big right now. 
I do I actually, recall him saying that. Sorry, Trav, go ahead. I actually like never thought about that, but it's a really good point. Yeah. And listening to that interview, because I, I remember that was on, uh, like th- what was that on 32 Thoughts? It was on one of those shows, and I, and I recall. He's really made the rounds. So I, <laughs> he's yeah, been on max. everything. Yeah. Uh, everything he, except our show, Joe. Uh, I got I got a question for you, Colin. So yeah. they've pretty much come out and said, we're not going to tear this thing completely down. We're not going to do what the Blackhawks did. Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think they should do that? Or do you think they should trade off Hart and Konechny and all these valuable veterans they have? Well, Briere said that thing about the fire sale the first day he got hired or the first introductory press conference. He also said on Friday, he was a guest on 97.5 The Fanatic too. He said that he doesn't believe in tanking. Um, And he didn't come out and say this part of it, but I kind of inferred it. He played for the Buffalo Sabres for longer than he played for the Flyers. And I think one of the phrases he used was, like, you can set yourself deeper. And he said 10 to 12 years of bad hockey. Well, that's exactly what's happened in Buffalo. Um, the whole tanking thing, and Jim, you and I have talked about this one as well. It's it's just such a weird conversation to me. Um, I, I get that people want Connor Bedard and the whole lack of top-end talent thing. Yeah, that is the biggest problem for the Flyers. But I just don't think deliberate tanking is really the way to anywhere in the NHL. And I think you have to draw a line between investing resources in the future, as in not signing free agents, trading players for draft capital that can be valuable down the line, and doing what the Blackhawks did last year, trading Kirby Doc, who was, what, like 22 at the time of the trade, and Alex Dabrinkit, too. Um, that was tanking, and what certain other teams have done is rebuilding. I think that's what Briere wants to do, and I think I agree with that. Um, whether they can find that top-end talent picking seventh rather than first where Chicago's picking, that's really the key factor here, and the Flyers are going to need to figure out a way to get around that. You met, You mentioned drafting seventh. Do you have a – favorite of yours in this upcoming draft you're hoping they get by the looks of it most people think that mitch Kov is going to be off the board now mm-hmm. um danny briere even said as much a couple of weeks ago uh that the flyers would be interested but it, maybe he's not there uh, i know you guys have russ cohen on that was a great episode he was speaking highly of will smith um, so if he falls, I think the Flyers would be looking good there. Um, but it seems like, I guess, from three on, if you want to say uh, Bedard, Fantilli, and Carlson are the top three, and then if you get to like four through ten, it's pretty jumbled, I would say. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how that's going to shake out. But Mitch Carver Smith would be ideal if either of them does fall. I wouldn't be – I mean – I wouldn't be mad. So, I mean, you know, by now, if you've listened to our shows, the only, so Will Smith is a guy for me that I'm like, somebody please take him because I don't want the Flyers to have to make that decision. Right. Uh, but Michkov, if Michkov falls, you have to take him. You, you have to. And if he, who knows what can happen in two, three years, 
whatever, you have to take that chance. You did the right thing. You took best player available by far. You just picked a stud, a future star. If he doesn't come over, you still did the right thing, right? Um, yeah. High ceiling, definitely. Yeah. And that. what are we talking about, right? We need high-end talent. Well, staring you right in the face. Are you, are you afraid to take it? Or are you going to bet, you know, back up all the, uh, yeah. you know, you know, you're talking about high end talent for all these years. It's right there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking forward to this draft, guys. I don't know if you can tell. Just just talking about it gets me juiced up. Um, the Flyers are going to get a player. Um, is there any player in in particular, Kyle, that you that you don't want them to pick? Um, I guess, and a lot of draft talk. I have to admit, it's just secondhand. I'm watching highlights and stuff, but it's very tough to dig into, uh, like hardcore film. But yeah. from what I hear about Dvorsky, it's a kind of a low ceiling, high floor pick, and I think that's exactly what they need to stay away from. Like you're saying, Mitchkov is the high-end talent. Take the risk. I guess Dvorsky is pretty much the opposite of that, and I don't want to see them take that strategy. Aim that's a great high. point. It's a great point. And, you know, watching him during uh, the, what was it, the U18 tournament that, ju- that just passed by. What the hell was the name of that tournament? World I can't remember. World. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked phenomenal, but you're right. Um, you, you keep hearing the same thing. He's a very safe pick. You're going to get a, a really good player, but there are going to be players around there that have higher floors potentially. Um, yeah, I always so. thought safe pick was a weird way to put it. Because if you're looking big picture, there's really no such thing as a safe pick. Right. Uh, I mean, we heard Nolan Patrick. <laughs> didn't sure. Anything Man. but safe. How do you feel about uh, NP being three wins away from a Stanley Cup? Is <laughs> he going to ring? Well, that's what we've been wondering. <laughs> yeah, we've been wondering that. I think we decided yes, <laughs> which would be pretty wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, so – yeah, a lot of stuff's changing in the offseason. Flyers uh, recently made some changes in their hockey ops department. What do you think of the significance of that, Colin? Do you think that uh, you know they're they're maybe starting to clean house? Like maybe people didn't realize the people that were just let go had more influence than you know maybe people knew, and they're bringing in their own guys. Riley Armstrong uh, promoted Nick Schultz and uh, Alan McCauley. You like those moves? Uh, sure. It's tough to get behind the scenes enough to know the daily operations of what these guys are doing. The name that stuck out to me was Shell Samuelson, though. Yeah. Um, and he's what I said in the beginning of the show. I do get afraid of the former flyer thing and people having a job for life and only coming around from your own building. Well, you did just take one step to say that that's not how we're going to run things because Shell Samuelson's definitely one of the guys that fits into that box. Um, I have not spoken to him personally, but I'm sure you guys know his daughter also. Um, Very nice people. I have a lot of respect for them. So I don't want to say I'm happy to see that he lost his job, but just in the overall business and the landscape of what they're doing, that is the takeaway that I had. Yeah. And that's kind of how we felt too. It's, it sucks, right? Because somebody, somebody that we know, like their, their parent lost a job, but also grand scheme of things, eh, you know, I'm sure they're going to be okay. Right. Like they're, they're very well off. I would imagine. Um, 
and fly the flyers are bringing in new blood to inject into this franchise which uh, i think all the new hires are younger than yeah. um, the guys that that uh, left the organization yep i thought that was interesting and mm-hmm. i was listening to so jonesy was on i think it was 32 thoughts again today uh more so to talk about the stanley cup and whatnot but he had mentioned there are more changes coming um and he, so he was talking about the flyers as they want to make changes within the organization. He wasn't necessarily talking about the roster. I'm sure there'll be changes there, but he wants the Flyers organization to be a prominent organization. He wants it to be a, a place for where players want to play for again. Right. So for me, it, it came, it sounded like he was talking about uh, as far as nutrition, as far as, um, the medical department, making sure players are healthy, players can play, uh, and, and things like that. So it sounded like more changes are coming, and he was excited about them, but obviously he couldn't say what they were yet. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff there. Um, let's get to a couple of juicier topics we hear, we have here, uh, Kyle. So Tony D'Angelo was benched, I think it was for the last six games of the season. Is that correct, six games? I don't remember the number. Yeah, but I was thinking it's four or five, but same. Was it four or five? Okay. Um, Could be wrong. But I think I read uh, an article last week by our buddy Anthony DeMarco. Uh, Flyers could be looking to move Tony D'Angelo. And I want to ask, you know, does it does it make sense for the Flyers to move him in this offseason? Would, would you be okay with retaining any money? Uh, or would you kind of like to – you know, maybe a trade deadline move there for Tony D. Uh, I think the the move would make sense. He's got one year left on his deal. That would be the uh, big factor here. One year, five million. It is. Yeah. So if you have a taker that's going to pay that five million, um, I don't think it's good for any organization to do it. To be honest with you, um, I just don't think D'Angelo perform well enough in the defensive zone last year. I thought he just became too much of a risk taker at certain points on the ice to where he's not worth $5 million. Um, He is a good passer. I know John Tortorella really likes that about him, but I don't think he's worth that $5 million salary. I don't think he has a future pass next year anyway. So if you could move him and you can get some draft capital, some prospects, that fits more in the line with what they're trying to do in the rebuild, then yeah, I think it would be a good idea. I tell you what, if Chuck Fletcher's not like on uh, in, in Tony D'Angelo's favorites, like on his phone, like he should be. Because <laughs> he, he did that man a favor with that 10 million bucks, dude, uh, over two years. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure that out myself. And uh, we were kind of talking before the show. Uh, uh, we were wondering, I mean, Trav can absolutely confirm, but I was thinking, all right, well, I, I don't think the Flyers so much want to trade D'Angelo as much as it is, you know, D'Angelo might not want to be here. And uh, Trav, I don't know if you want to mention on the air what you mentioned before the show. Is that something that you wanted to talk about? No, we'll, we'll keep that behind Keep that in the back pocket. All right. So – you know, there there could be something there. There could not be. But uh, for the Flyers, I th- I thought it would make more sense to 
due at the trade deadline than it would be uh, during the summer. Uh, but after thinking it over a little bit, it's it's a $5 million deal. It's, it's one year left. Why not retain half that contract? You know, now you're, now somebody's getting Tony D'Angelo for 2.5, and he would be uh, the perfect third-pair guy that can play on your PP1 uh, on a good team, you know, or you pair him up with a, a skilled defensive defenseman uh, on your second pair or something like that. For $2.5 million, that's a pretty good deal for D'Angelo, I would imagine. Uh, and you would assume that they could get something back for Tony D at 2.5. Um, how realistic that is, I don't know. Um, if if there is something going on with Tony D'Angelo, I think he's a, a fool for, you know, if, I mean, how many chances is he going to get in the NHL uh, going from organization to organization uh, doing what he's doing, you know? So, I don't know, could be something, could be something there. So, Stanley Cup call. One nothing Vegas. Uh, I think they scored first tonight too. Is that what I saw on my phone? Yep. Why don't you saw again? So you know what I saw the other day. Uh, March is so and, and didn't uh, what the hell is his name? Riley Smith didn't he score the other night too? Riley Smith. You guys remember that? Did he have a goal? I don't know. I don't know. I thought I yeah, saw a stat, part. but both of those guys played for the Panthers. Uh, the year before Vegas was a thing. And then GM uh, of the Panthers at the time made a deal with the Vegas G- GM. It said, don't take, we'll give you Riley Smith if you don't take Alex Petrovic. So they ended up getting Smith in that deal and then they drafted March or so. And so they have two Florida Panthers playing against the Panthers in the Stanley Cup. I thought that was pretty cool. Maybe it's not as cool as to you guys, but I thought it was cool. Um, who do you got in the Cup final, Kyle? Um, I want Florida, but I'm thinking Vegas might just be too overpowering. If you look back at um, the 2010 Flyers being a good example, but also Nashville in 2017, the Oilers in 2006, a lot of these miracle runs – these teams run into a more talented team in the final. And I think that's, what's going to happen to Florida as an eight seed. They have really gotten hot, but I think the clock might strike midnight. I like how you did that. The Cinderella story is going to be over. <laughs> huh? Martinez just made it to zip. Oh my God, Jack, it's going to happen. So Jack had the fun stat. Um, are you back Jack ahead? I guess we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> yeah, no, if they win, they'll be the fastest expansion team since the Flyers to win a cup. And that, the fact that I can't stand their fans really grinds my gears. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. a total hockey snob about it too. It's what do people in the desert know about hockey? All of that. <laughs> I, I finally think like wrap my head around taking the Tampa Bay lightning seriously. Like, I don't know, five years ago. And right after I did that, it's like, oh, now Vegas is good. It's come on. Yeah, Vegas. You got the friggin' Panthers. Yeah. Um, I think we all kind of feel like that. Like that, that, and I, and I, and I know there's a, a crowd out there that says, oh, no, that's silly. But I think I'm, I'm dug in. I'll be a, I'll be a snob about it. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't want Vegas to win a cup because they've only been in the league for six years. You know, it's not that I want them to suffer. It's just I don't want you to win. <laughs> you know, God I mean? forbid you bring up the fact that 
the new expansion rules significantly help the teams more than they used to. God forbid you bring that up. They really lose their minds. You can tell they weren't really watching hockey when those expansion teams came into the league. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all right there with you, Colin. We're uh, we're rooting for Florida here. Jack wanted a sweep. Now he's he's at four one. Um, but yeah, Vegas up two nothing tonight. That's going to be a tough comeback. They look like they're all business, right? Vegas, yeah. Yeah, which I think Eichel's on fire, and I think Marchessault is, is ten and eleven games. Yeah, that's insane. He he's he's one of them like peaks and valley players. Like once he gets going, and he like he, he's into the game. He's he's elite. Just too this, many too many valleys in his game. This is the time to get hot, man. Like yeah. all you got to do is get hot once, right? Like for the playoffs, um, we're seeing a Bobrovsky with Florida. I'm wondering if he's starting to cool off now. He let in a goal the other night. I was kind of like, eh, I wonder if he's off the off his game, right? He probably should have had one of those. Um, but yeah, it's it, it'd be a shame, uh, not just because Vegas would win, but uh, Florida's had a hell of a playoffs, man. They've slayed some giants uh, with Boston, Toronto. I mean, I love what they did to Toronto. How do you feel about that, Colin? With the with Toronto, do you want to see them get past the first round? Uh, I kind of did. I just like kind of sitting back with the entertainment value there. Uh, the Leafs drama, I've always compared it to the Eagles, just with how crazy people go around here. So whatever happens, people are going to go wild about the Eagles. Yeah. I feel like the Leafs are the hockey version of that. Um, and that probably was the most chaotic outcome, because even though they got the monkey off their back, it didn't really result in much. And <laughs> Ubis is gone anyway, and they're still pretty much in the exact same spot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We talked about Dubas earlier in the show. Do you like that hire for Pitt? Um, I guess so, but I think Pittsburgh is just in a terrible spot right now. And even I hate to stick up for Ron Hextall, but I don't understand what he was supposed to do because supposedly it was ownership that wanted to keep all the veterans. Yeah. Uh, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, and get these long-term contracts. And then when it doesn't work out, they fired Hextall. So, yep. I mean, the, any new GM is going to walk into a bad situation there. Um, and, I, don't, I don't know how you get out of it. Yep. Well, well, that's true. Because as much as we dislike Hextall and we give him a lot of shit for what he did here, that's extremely true. I remember thinking back to last offseason – Hextall, I don't think, wanted to sign those guys. Or if he did, he wasn't going to give them the term and he wasn't going to give them the money. And fans were all up in arms. How can he not sign Malkin or Latang? He's breaking up the band. I even read that Crosby was, was pissed off. And maybe he went and talked to him. I can't remember exactly. But I'm like, okay, well, yeah, this is going to be good. Like, I hope that they sign these guys long term. Like, they're 35. I think Latang signed like a seven or eight year deal. Um, so it was interesting to see how this season played out because I remembered fans calling for that last summer. This season came, and midway through the season, Pittsburgh fans, oh, fire Hextall, yada, yada, he stinks. And it's true, he does, but you're getting what you asked for here, you know? So uh, I'm, I'm not a Hextall guy, but I actually think he did a better job than what people give him credit for in Pitt. In Pitt. How so? I, I liked the Ricard deal. Um, the Jeff Carter trade worked out 
I mean, Carty had a bad year this year, so maybe the extension didn't work. But that trade, I mean, Carty scored a lot of goals his first two years there. Um, and like you said, he didn't want to bring back Malkin from what it sounds like. It sounds like he wanted to bring back Latang, but not on a seven-year deal. <laughs> sounds like he was kind of forced to acquire um, Mikael Granlin. Like, I, I'm not saying he did a great job. I don't even know if he did a good job, but I don't think he was as terrible as like some people think. You think he gets another job anytime soon? Or you think that's it? I don't know. It was he was basically the fall guy in pit. Like yeah. he he was the actual guy that destroyed. I mean, he did whatever he did here. <laughs> but it seems like he was more so the fall guy in Pittsburgh. Like, ah, oh, he's a flyer. Let's blame it all on him, kind of thing, you know. So interesting stuff. Um, all right, Carl, we've had you in for about a half an hour here. What are you up to these days? Um, just working, trying to get on the grind in sports media and anything that I can just pick things up with the fanatic, um, any other, the radio stations in the Philadelphia area, basically, if anything's on the radio, I'm trying to put it into, uh, some kind of digital format, whether it's an article, a podcast, whatever it might be. So Anything to do with 97.5 The Fanatic, that's what I try to pick up and run with. And then with the hockey writers, I have um, some draft content coming out, and then my weekly column is Flyers News and Rumors. Um, and that obviously picks picks up around the time of the draft and free agency when there's going to be more news. Uh, but that runs every Friday throughout uh, the entire calendar. Well, we know you're a busy guy. So, uh, so we really appreciate you hopping on with us, taking the time. Um, yeah, appreciate you having me. So where can people find you uh, on Twitter? Obviously, they can find your work at 97.5 and, and the Hockey Writers. Uh, but where can people find you on, on social media? Uh, for Twitter, it's at Tanubeginnings, T-O-N-E-W-B-Y-G-I-N-N-I-N-G-S. Um, tough one to spell, but that's what I've always used. Um, and then if you want to follow my Facebook page, that's just kind of a personal writing thing I have for um, any sports writing that I do. Uh, you can find that um, just my name, Colin Newby on Facebook. Awesome stuff, Colin. And once again, thanks for taking the time. We're going to let you sign off. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. Talk again I'll soon, man. Take care. Soon. All right. Here we go. Colin Newby, everybody. I love talking to Colin. Yeah, He's one of the best guys like up in the press in the press row. Yeah. Always good conversation. So, all right, boys. End of the show. Who's got a pack ready? Dude. Do you got one? I got a tin. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> I've seen those. I'm like, I'm not worthy. Holy <laughs> shit. Where did you find that thing? It's a mammoth. Found it at Walmart today. I don't even know how many packs are in here. Were you Doesn't looking think. for it, or you just were like, "Holy shit!" I just, I just wanted some packs, and this kind of, you know, made me made my eyes screamed so, out to him. Yeah, I don't know how many packs are in here. It says a bonus packs included. Well, crack that bad boy them. open. Let's go here. All right, let's go. I'm it. excited. You should open all. Slide of them. this off. All right, that's upper deck. Yep, series two, 2022-23. Oh, we're looking good. While uh, Travis is opening that, Travis, you want me to give everybody the bad news? Let's hear it. Uh, no hitter was broken up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick so, Maton, the Wolfman. Yeah, oh, he was he back. He had yeah. like 105 pitches. I was like, I don't <laughs> think it's happening. 
Got two guys on from an error and a walk, I believe. And yeah. What's happening? Nola sucks. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Big baseball guy, Jim. Hey, I got uh, Roy Halladay and Carlos Ruiz over here from his perfect game hanging up on the other wall. Well, you guys Apple during game one of the Stanley Cup, Flyers, Blackhawks. That's we're working with tonight. What one, is that, like two, 10 packs? Three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine. Holy nine. shit. What is that? Nine. Come on. That's amazing. Are you guys opening up packs too? You got some? I got I'll do some. one. How about you, Jim? Yeah, I'll do one. Yeah, right. You can't do one. Yeah, like you're not doing freaking Pringles. There's no I'll way. I'm opening up this bonus pack first. OPG glossy, it says. Whoa. I don't really think OPG in an upper deck. Out. I don't know what any of this means, but it sounds good. Shane Wright, Dylan Holloway, and another what? Dylan Holloway. They're not young guns. I don't think they're really worth anything special. Huh. We're hoping for some young guns. Maybe a Matt Boldy. Owen oh, Power, maybe. Great. Especially after how he was this year. Oh, my goodness. Opening up series two. I should. They went up. in the same draft. Who? Power and Boldy? I don't remember. No, Power was like two years later. I was going to say. Boldy they're in the, they're the guys draft. in series two. Yeah, Boldy I'm, or was no, in the Caulfield York draft. Yeah. He just signed a massive deal, too. Oh, wow, we didn't even talk about Caulfield. I don't want to. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. While we're opening, could have been our guy. Yeah. That's right, a Jackson first. open. Alex Petrangelo, Thomas Hurdle, Quentin Byfield, Vince Dunn. Quentin Byfield? Is that a young gun? It is not. What year wow. is this again? This is 22-23 Series 2. Okay. Tyson Berry, Kevin Shattenkirk, Alex Carrier, and a world junior grad, Lucas Raymond. I've never seen one of these before. That's interesting. That's a cool card. Yeah. yeah. That world out. junior grad. Yeah, put that, that bad boy to the I'm side. Curious. Oh, well, whoever's opening the next one, I'll just run through my basic okay. pack. Jonathan Quick, Sorokin, uh, Nita Ryder. I got a young gun. Uh-oh. Got, it's another Flyers young gun. Oh, shit. You know it's not good. What, it was, what year? Was what year? Um, this is 21-22, but you'll never get it. Oh, really? You'll ne- I'll give you each three guesses. You'll never get it. All right, give us position. Forward. Oh, shit. Lezinski. <laughs> they really guess no. All right, one more hint. He was good with the Phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I know who it is. I can't think of his name. Did he start? Did he, uh, I know who it is. He started with the team this year, and they sent him down. Perhaps. Fletcher really liked him. What was that freaking guy's name? Hayden Hodgson? I don't yeah. think so. Was that him? I think he you might be in You think there. young gun when you think of this player. You'd be like, old? yeah. Yeah, that was my guess, Hayden Hodgson. Yeah. Like, yeah. One more hit. One more hit. Um. Tough because I don't know when the hell he who drafted. Cal O'Reilly. No. Max Wilman. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that's my friggin' young gun. Forgot about him. He goes right up there with Jackson Cake. Kate's got a beautiful wife. Oh, really? Yeah. And Braden Point, Hints, and Ovechkin to finish it off. Well, I got a young gun. I can't complain too much. And Flyers won at that. Right, yeah, there you go. I'm loading up. 
They're going to be good. Jackson Cates and Max Willman. That's how you know you're bad when those are the young guns from that year. They're going to be good, guys. They're going to be good. All right. Braden Shen, Tom Wilson, Rupe Hintz. Uh, superstar honor roll. Never get this shit. Samuel Fagmo. I don't know who that is. Fajimo. Fajimo? Is in Carolina or LA? Or LA, yeah. Montour, hmm. Rontanin, Chikrin, and Barbanov. Nothing there. Hmm. Where's yours? Uh, I got two packs left. I'm afraid to open them. And then you have to buy more. I felt like I got to buy like more. a truckload. I did. I'm looking, yeah, I did. I'm looking for Slavkovsky, Shane Wright, Brent Clark. Yeah, you're a check. Oh, I want a Brent Clark. I think he's gonna be good. So do I. Oh, first I card, Carter Hart. Oh, got a hat, got a hat. Nice looking card. I'll give this Carter away Hart. to the first person that comments. Oh, uh, nice card. Actually, <laughs> let me make sure that I actually don't have this one first. You don't have this, it. Does, mean, it is yeah. a nice looking card. All right, yeah. Yanni Gord, Michael Granlin. That's funny. Yeah. We just talked about him, right? Yeah, Brian Ross, the Penguin, right after him. That's funny. Oh, oh it's foreshadowing. Duncan Keith, Jeff Petrie, another Penguin. Remember when uh, we were thinking he was going to get traded to the Flyers? <laughs> yep, yep, I remember that. Thank God he didn't. That's another Hextall move there, We're dude. supposed to get yeah. him and Gaudreau. Tom Wilson and, and Robert Thomas. The more I think about it, Hextall was actually pretty bad over there. <laughs> Towards the end, they keep bringing up, up these different moves. Yeah, well. <laughs> I got Ross the Boss, McKinnon, Rasmussen, Jack Hughes, Young Guns, Ethan Prowl on the Sabres. Not looking good. Peyton Krebs, that was the guy I wanted in that year's draft. I liked over. him. I don't know if he's hurt, but I still liked him a lot. He's playing on their fourth line right now, Krebs. He's on my friggin' dynasty he went, team. He went in the Eichel deal. He went in the yeah. Eichel deal. Sure Hasn't really did. worked out yet for him. No. Sure hey. did. Am I the All only right. one still ripping? No, I, I got. I'm ready. I got yeah, cool. Romanoff, Ricard Raquel, Casey Middlestat. I have something I've never seen before. Uh oh. Um, this is a UD portrait. Oh, jeez. Uh, Where are we supposed to get this guy in the Giroux trade? He was one of them. Uh, Mackey. Who is that? This is the Colorado Center. What was his name? No, no, no. This is Denisenko from Florida. Oh, from Florida. I think that there was a rumor that we were going to get him over Tippett or something. So maybe. I think we wanted him with him and because uh, you that's know, right. Fletcher. Um, we're gonna Fletcher. Look, we're going to have to look that one up. Not Fletcher. Drew and Fletcher. <laughs> I don't know. Brett Flair? No. Shell Samuelson? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pareto, yeah, Tanev. All right, let's see what we got here. Not much left. Yeah, I thought, I thought that one up. That one's interesting. Lice, Lindholm, Eric Robinson, local kid. Lost Philip, a Catholic. Philip Tomasino. Got a, a lunchbox legend, Jason Robertson. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a cool legend. Cool looking card. Never seen one of them before. Backlund, <laughs> Scotty Lotz. My go. guy, Martini Panarin. Get that autographed. Right, facts. Yeah. Lunchbox legend and a Buddy Robinson card. Yeah, Buddy Holly card. <laughs> my alma mater he went to. He went to uh, so did Goudreau. They knew me. Did you say yeah. so did Goudreau? So did Goudreau, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Johnny sure. Jesus. All right, here we go. Last pack. 
for Jim. Let's get it. Come on. Come on, like Oh, ball. yeah. Here we go. A lot of Pittsburgh uh, cards in here. <laughs> Sidney Crosby. Oh, you might as well throw that right down the toilet. Danny DeKeyser. DeKeyser. Matthias Eckholm. Uh, it's not going to be a young gun pack. Mark Stahl. UD Portrait, John Tavares. That's cute. <laughs> Can you put that in your bedroom? Can you room? see through this? No. I can't no, see I through. I see a reflection of the screen. Huh. <laughs> you can see me waving. Uh, all right. The rest of the cards are going to be junk. Bobby Ryan. Cher He's from Cherry Hill. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was drafted. Right after Crosby. Right after Crosby again. William Nylander in the St. Pat's Ooh. jersey, so that's cool. Hey, it might be closer to the jersey he's wearing next year. Uh, Marcus Feligno. Felino. <laughs> Marcus Feligno. And Cindy Crosby. Again? Nah, was, that was the last <laughs> card. I read it first. Ooh, that was we rough. had two Sydneys. Yeah, that's it. That was my last pack, too. I didn't get oh. – I was looking for a Jack Hughes – and I'm through two. I'm through two packs like this. No Jack Hughes. Oh man, hundred bucks a piece. Hundred bucks. Yeah. How many? Cards, how many packs came in that? A lot. <laughs> a lot. I got Varlamov, Dumba, Puljujarvi, Reamer, JVR, Reamer, Jacob Pro, Ivan Provorov. Oh, Ivan the. Never mind. Sue. So, oh, oh. oh. Ivan soon to be gone or off. <laughs> and Johnny T, John Tavares. I got three packs left, man. I can't I be going all by pack. myself. I there we go. Mega pack. pack. Let's get it. These are all my double cards. Oh. I probably only put like 10 cards in my book from that $100 pack. Sounds about you got right. you got to switch up the, the project or uh, product. Get series two or get a different year or something. I did that. I grabbed from a different, you know, changed up the year a bit. Yeah. All right, but I'm going, a I'm lot of cards you, here. A lot of oh, cards okay. here. Krug, Lowry, Larson, Josh Norris, uh, Lindholm. That's Hampus. Hampus. Yeah. Riley Smith. Oh, would you look at that? Now it's upside down because there's so many damn cards. Hampus the Krampus. <laughs> Adam Fox, but it's a normal one. Oh. Everlay, Nate Schmidt, Ryan O'Reilly. Trevor Zegers, that's a nice looking card, but I don't think it's a special one. Wait, Not when was he guy? drafted? Was he drafted in the Caulfield draft? He was. I thought he was. Yeah, he was like seventh. I feel like that should be a young gun. A young gun. It's well, not. Who do I write? <laughs> <laughs> show, show the card. Let's see. Can you go up a little bit? Sure. Huh. Uh, yeah, you're opening cards from this year. Oh, uh, that's a mega 20. pack. Yeah. Oh, shit. So you got to change it up so you can get screwed. <laughs> Mark Giordano, Tolvin. Nice looking Seth Jarvis card. I got a Dazzler. Ben oh. Myers. Is that a joke? Where's Phil Myers? Fred Myers. Nick Freddie Myers. Charlie McAvoy, Jake McCabe, Mark, <laughs> Mikel Granlin, Chris Letang, Trevor Lewis, Aaron Eckblad. I got one of those checklists. Hey, cool. I need one of those, right? Uh, Bergeron, Jaden Swartz, Patterson, running low here, Forsberg, and Kucherov. Oh, oh. Miss swing and a miss on the big pack. 
All right, I got three more. Quickie, Garland, Checklist, Patrice. Welcome to Tampa Bay. Just give me, just give me a young gun, man. I've only got one. Riley Smith. Not looking great here. Am I going? Anyone else going? No, okay. All right. Patrick Line. I got that card last week. Coleman, Dan Heinen. I got a Dazzler, Frederick Carl Strom. Tory Krug, Adam Lowry, Adam Larson, Josh Norris. Another flop. Yeah, that wasn't too good. I mean, I got some. Well, you know what? This one's interesting looking. This, uh, well, he's not worth it, damn, right now, but it looks cool. Anybody get anything worth looking up? No. Not yet. This Denisenko one is probably worth dick, but I don't know. Look at the back. The back looks too cool for it to not be worth, like, it's all this gold, and it's like a black and white picture. Like, come on, it's got is it a is it a young gun portrait? It says rookies. It says UD portrait. UD portrait with the word rookies huh. on it as well. I got a Trent Frederick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, young gun portrait. I want to know if the brand of the card is worth a damn. Googler. Yeah, we'll we'll look it up. All right, I got uh, Josh Anderson, Seth Jones, Taylor Hall, Jared Spurgeon. Got a young gun. Never even heard of this guy. Kevin Mandolce? Mandelise? Oh, dude, he's goalie for Ottawa. Yeah. Right? One, one of their million goalies this year. I think he played – yeah, he played a little bit this year. Once Murray went. Oh, wow, they put out cards that fast? I got to do – I'm sure there's an Alex Lyon too, card we're just trying to get. Because I don't think he played until very late in the year. I got a Sandstrom card. Do you? No. no. I got a new Stamenko. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah, Dude. yeah. I liked him for a little for a little bit. Still. All right, that's it for me. All right, Jim, Man, what a thought of a night. Reload. Yeah, it sucked. I want to get Jim's Mega Box and Travis's tin. <laughs> All right. We're going to put Upper Deck out of business. I'm going to get at least one. Good card. Besides, I feel like we we should at least have a sponsorship by this point from Upper Deck. Easily, Easily. okay. Like we're free advertising every show here, and we're spending hundreds of dollars on your stupid cards. We shouldn't be. (laughs) We shouldn't be. They should be getting sent to us. Yes, yes. There you go. Yeah, we can do Manscape. We can do Upper Deck. Come on. I would agree. Move it on up. I'll get in contact with their PR. What was that portrait you got, Jack? I'll look it up. All right. It's a UD portrait, Denisenko, Florida, and says rookies on it. And it's from 2022 23 Series 2. All right. My ducks, my ducks. Da, 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 da. What's the uh, number on the back? Ooh. P fifty-seven. Say it's something cool, Travis, even if it's not. I'm not finding anything. That's good. That's always a good sign. <laughs> and if the player needs to be good, that's part two, but we have time. Did the Panthers just or did the did the Knights just score again? Oh uh, front door. Fifty-seven cents. <laughs> damn, oh, damn it. it. <laughs> Is there Big a flop. chance if he's good? <laughs> <laughs> well, 57 right. cents the Roonies. 
Hang on. Let me look up my John Tavares thing. Oh, never mind. Didn't, didn't come up anywhere. I Googled John Tavares upper deck portrait. And you looked up the... Well, this is Ben Myers. This ain't worth shit. All right, boys. Wait, Should we wrap up, it up this week? Wait, wait look up my Maxwell Wilman. <laughs> Maxwell Wilman. <laughs> Over under 10 cents. Over under a dime. Max Wilman. Upper deck. Young gone. I put in Max. Not oh, Wilman. Maxwell. As in it will sell well. <laughs> Maxwell. Maximilian. It better be Maxime Talbot. Four nine sevens the card number that can't be good. There's no letter. <laughs> Hang on, didn't work right there. Uh, Four nine seven, you said. Yep. Here we go. Loading. Young gun. Loading. Young gun. Taking a while, so you know it's good. Young gun. <laughs> I think it froze. Damn. You broke it. You broke uh, five dollars. Wow. Are you out of your mind? Sell. Sell. Someone's Who got it this? on eBay for five bucks. Who wants this? You want it? Who? Go- Yo, guys, <laughs> don't both private message me at once. You can buy a, almost a pack of cards with that. I'm buying <laughs> new internet. Back. That. I'm get a brand new internet in here, real quick. <laughs> hey, sound good right now. Yeah, he did. Yeah, per- what perfect. F- what right, we're about to wrap up. You're still alive, right? We have to let this baby warm up. Yeah, right. Maybe that's what it is. I need a I need a fluffer. There's upper deck portrait. Let me see how much this bad boy is, and that's taking forever again. So I'll click this site. And that, I think we looked up dazzlers before because I had a Byfield dazzler, and I don't think they were worth shit. Yeah, Did I think it all to... depends what color you get. Really? Yeah, I mean, certain... the one I had is like green or blue or something. It's like cartoonish. Certain colors are more rare than the other. They know what they're doing. These fucking card people. Yeah. They make you. They make you know your shit. Yeah. Right. Thank God you can like just look it up. You don't have to go get a book somewhere. Yeah. You know. <laughs> only only Tavares as an Islander is coming up for some reason. This is not cool. They're usually not worth too much unless it's a young gun or something. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Although my dad had a really cool Dominic Hoshik looking card back in the day. Right. Are any of cars worth a damn? Probably just in our minds. <laughs> You're right. I think it's like they sell it to us, and we think it's worth something. You find out it's worth nothing. Yeah, right. It's becoming like 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 gambling. Uh, Fifty-seven Whoa. cents for Tavares. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the same. He's yeah. worth just as much as this guy. Like we're looking for the big money car, and then we just That's don't get it. It's like we got to open more. Yeah. Okay. I got to start my own eBay or something. Five bucks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they have to come pick it up at the house, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mail it. That's your gas money. It'll be just be spending the money right back on gas. Exactly. Well, they can. We'll figure that out. Yeah. All right. We wrap this one up, boys. I, I'm gonna have to buy new cards for next week. I'm out, fresh out. I think, I think somebody's gonna answer a trivia question, and they're gonna win a Wax, Max Wilman card. Oh, that. There you go, Jack. That's yeah. fun. So we'll Wouldn't start that be up. Exciting. That's what, what we. Get? What do you want to call the new new segment? Well, we won't tell them who they're going to win. They'll just be surprised with it, and be like they'll be just as disappointed as we were. <laughs> I mean, geez. that's gold. Um, so we'll think of this new name. We're going to do it beat the hammer style, where it's you know you get sixty seconds to answer <laughs> five questions, uh, and if you win, maybe you get a Max Woman Young Gun card, or maybe something cooler. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, 
but uh, we'll we'll put something together and we'll implement it uh during the course of the summer when things kind of slow down a little bit i mean this week would have been good but we had colin on um so when we don't have a guest and when things slow down we'll we'll play uh i don't know beat the yackle or whatever whatever we end up calling this game so all right we'll wrap this one up uh you guys have anything you want to promote before we uh and this show here, I think. Go watch I always... my YouTube videos for crying out loud. Yeah, you put a couple good ones out. Where were they, Trav? Where can they find them at? Uh, YouTube.com slash Travi Ballin, T R A V I E B A L L I N. Uh, I made a Travis Connectney little highlight tape with some music, some special effects, and then I did a Sky Lawton compilation of all the. His little breakaway move, the, the Paralyzer. Go fake forehand, go backhand five hole. It is pretty too. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that one. You do a great job. So yeah, go check out Travis stuff on his YouTube. And yeah, we'll wrap this episode up. So one last time, boys and girls, give us a subscribe, follow, and listen. Only on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. I mean, if you don't use those, that's fine. But if you want to give us a hand, listen on on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Uh, Make sure to set your alerts so you're reminded to watch us every week. And don't forget to head over to hwhockey.net. You can find all of our social media links at hoo.be forward slash hwhockey. And as always, thanks for hanging out. We'll be back probably next Monday. Uh, Get outside, enjoy the weather, take your vitamins, drink your green stuff, and we'll talk to you next week. Bob Ford.